Hey guys, it's Ben from Movies and a Meal, and a quick programming note. What you're going to hear next is an episode that Earl and I recorded last month about the state of TV. So, if there's any dated references, we did record this a couple weeks ago, but hope you enjoy, and we'll talk to you next week. Welcome everybody to another crossover episode of the Sports Refuse Podcast and Movies and a Meal. Uh, I am Earl Holland, along with longtime friend of the show, and someone everybody knows. Uh, as you've seen on multiple episodes where we've talked about sports, jerseys, fashion, collecting, all different types of things. It is one of the hosts of the Movies in a Meal podcast, Ben Penserga. Ben, thank you for participating and putting this all together and really being a factor in this because honestly, I don't know who else I could talk about TV shows and cancel TV shows of the current era about other than you. Hey, well, thanks for having me on, and I'm always happy to talk about TV. So, For people who may have heard our previous one a while back, well before writer Strikes and really a couple of years ago, we normally do this. We're focusing on network television only. We don't do streaming. We don't do cable because cable is a vast universe, or in the uh, words of the former FCC commissioner, Newton Minow, a vast wasteland, and streaming. We're finally seeing the numbers out, so we don't really know what the numbers are, except for maybe recently some of the little, I guess, smatterings of information and statistics that the streaming uh, providers are putting out there. One of the things that we normally talk about is really the history of ratings and how it's changed when you're back in the three, maybe four uh, network era when you're talking about CBS, ABC, NBC, the Dumont Network, maybe something like NET, the, the predecessor to PBS, and those things have changed. And uh, NET drops off, PBS comes in, Dumont uh, Network dissolves, the remnants end up becoming Fox. And then you have the the startups in the 90s, uh, CW and WB, and then My Network TV as a result of the fallout of, of the two merging, and then you have the CW. It's funny, one little quick anecdote. We were just talking about how Gilligan's Island in the 60s, the final season, had an average 20-plus rating. Any show nowadays would love to get 20-plus rating. The only thing that probably gets that is maybe the Super Bowl, maybe the Olympics. It fell out of the top 30 shows and was canceled to save Gunsmoke because that was the favorite of the uh, CBS uh, network uh, owner's wife. For all the stuff people have always heard, ratings, and there's another thing called shares. To break it down, ratings are a percentage of all possible TV households or viewers in the country. Uh, the shares are percentage of households or viewers who actually are watching TV at the time. I always thought about a great way is to think about that is what my old uh, communications teacher at University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, Maryland Burkle, would say, ratings are potential uh, without you know, having the network spying on you, or if you're not a Nielsen family, it's really not possible to tell who's really watching. Uh, and that always is important to the advertisers. And something has changed now is that you have streamers that have shows on the next day, where, for example, the new Night Court. Uh, Night Court started its second season on January 2nd, and maybe people are watching it on Peacock, or maybe people recorded to their DVRs on Hulu. That's what I did. Uh, and I still haven't watched it yet. And that's a different thing. You have the uh, 24-hour ratings, and there are shows like, for example, Abbott Elementary that is huge in uh, next-day streaming. 
And then other shows like Ghost, they're bigger when people watch it that night. Uh, so it all depends. We're going to go on the rundown by the networks. And the first one is the CW. That is averaged 548,000 viewers. That is lower than the Spanish-speaking networks Univision and Telemundo, which all were over a million or close to a million viewers. And, and when you look at the demographic, the most coveted 18 to 49 demographic, the, peop- the, the group of people they feel like uh, are the most relevant ones to spend money, which isn't always true, they have like 0.1. A point, a 0.1 in the 18 to 49 demographic. What's crazy about going on with the CW is there was a sale by Warner Brothers Discovery uh, as a majority holder to Nexstar. So now they own the majority and CBS and Warner Brothers Discovery each own maybe an eighth of the network. It's crazy when you look at it. All the freshman shows that they hyped up are gone. And all of them are canceled after one season. The new owners, Next Star, uh, the strategy is to to get a little older and go 18 to 49. Before, they had been looking at 18 to 34. The people who have no disposable income, a lot of people who may be in that situation where they haven't, they haven't bought a house yet, they're dealing with student loans, they're just out of high school, some are just into the working force. And that's, you know... Whatever their strategies are, and I'll ask you about that. What do you think about the initial strategy that their predecessors had of going, of skewing younger and going 18 to 34? You know, I think part of it is just when you have a new owner and they're just trying to see what they have and try to maximize their profit the easiest way possible. And it's a demo that's, I don't know, it's safer. And also, it's just like it's cheaper to not carry as many shows. If they're not going to turn a profit. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that's really just a lot of it's more just maybe indicative, too, of just that's what a new owner does. It's just like, let's cut our losses with some of these things, see what we have, maybe give it a season or two, and then we can kind of reassess and start pumping new stuff. But, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things that didn't get renewed on this network or, yeah, did not have a second season none of it really surprises me the batman spinoff what was it gotham knights um you know that was going after one season the walker spinoff also gone after a season you know they wound up a bunch of shows like riverdale that had been going on for a long time they're never going to be contenders I'm curious to see what their long-term plan is, but I guess they're just going to wait it out for a little bit and then reassess. Yeah, I saw that they took some import, they imported some international shows like Sullivan's Crossing and Son of a Critch, things like that. They're just putting on just to fill and then maybe give it a year and then start start adding content. I know that they've added uh, WWE programming that's going to be on in 2025. So that's going to be two hours and that or one or two hours, that could be a night that's already going to, you know, you have a built in audience there. And apparently that audience skews, you know, it can win the, you know, the 50, 60 year old market in addition to the 18, the 34. But there's so much other stuff. And, and again, they're starting with sports and other content. We don't know what's going to happen. They, they're punning. They know that they're not going to be a competitor. They don't have any new shows this spring either because they're shifting their programming strategy. But it, it'll be interesting to see what goes on with that. Moving on to ABC. They finished fourth out of the seven networks. Average 4.5 million viewers. 
their 18 to 49 demographic is 0.6. Something interesting is, again, when the writer's strike occurred, all of a sudden we started seeing more live unscripted content, such as Dancing with the Stars, The Golden Bachelor, Monday Night Football for four to six outings, which is interesting. I didn't think Monday Night Football would be back on ABC ever again because they thought, well, cut their losses. People aren't going to watch football on Monday nights, which when you think in hindsight, they probably would have watched football on Monday nights. The the previous regime just probably didn't wait it out, especially knowing how passionate football fans are. The question is, will they ever be higher than third or fourth again? Probably not. I don't think so. Even with Disney, even with the, the power of Disney behind them, they could easily, I mean, you could really streamline a whole bunch of stuff and just do, go, go Sunday night and just do magic, the magical world of Disney on a Sunday night. You could put a whole bunch of other stuff on Saturday night, college sports. You know, you might be respectable, but there are shows that are showing their age. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Ellen Pompeo has left the show. I should not be saying that too loud because my wife is currently watching it run middle of season four or five now. So um, that's a spoiler. Um, you know, spoiler, McDreamy died. But, um, but you know, will it turn into Scrubs? The, the Scrubs uh, season nine or season 10, let's call it. That one where Zach Brab, Donald Faison, and most of the cast were gone. And... That fell on his face, and they literally are doing interns. So, look at the renewals. The strike hemmed up a lot of people. So, as Shondaland is winding down, who knew that uh, not getting the right tickets at Disney World would really lead to a blowback that devastated their Thursday night lineup? Because that was the one that was getting all the ratings at one point. But Station 19, that is heading down to its seventh and final season. The Connors, I, I. I don't know what's going on with the Connors. I heard I thought that this upcoming season was going to be the last, but who knows? We'll see. They might make that decision later. Grey's Anatomy is in their 20th season. Will that be their final season now that there's no Meredith Grey? Not dead yet. Gina Rodriguez, uh, her second attempt at network television post-Jane the Virgin. Who knows? We'll see what happens with that. It's easy to do. It was a spring replacement show or spring show. So this actually works out well for them. Nathan Fillion keeps rolling. He is probably one of the few people to have success on ABC for more than five years, twice, uh, with The Rookie. Uh, and Will Trent renewed for a second season. Looking at the cancellations, any of these shows uh, that we'll mention that were uh, canceled, did they strike a chord with you? Nope. Um, again, I would only mention Grey's Anatomy might be another kind of NCIS cancellation proof show where the main star is gone but just people watch it out of habit and it's just passable enough that people aren't going to turn it off that's all that's all i'd say is it going to be more like i said more ncis and less in er how er limped to the end because that er even though they kept switching people in you had john stamos in those final seasons yeah the show that used to be one of the stalwarts for thursday night just was there and not you know, just how like CSI was at the end, uh, the first CSI in the end. Um, looking at the cancellations, we'll go over that quickly. Big Sky, Home Economics, the Goldbergs, which very interestingly enough, they they gave them the shot to 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 I guess go on after the Jeff Garland stuff. They were told really that they were getting canceled, so that series finale wasn't a series finale. Alaska Daily uh, with Hillary Swank. 
the rookie feds uh, with Nisi Nash. The company you keep that didn't draw anything. The Wonder Years, the, the remake, uh, it survived that one issue with Fred Savage getting fired as the EP and director, and then it just got buried in the summer. I joke when I hear the Wonder Years, I think of uh, Ernie Anderson, the famous announcer, and I think that's Wes Anderson's dad. You know, famous uh, famous announcer that you always hear on America's Funny Some Videos. His voice saying that new shows moving uh, to this season. 911 is probably the biggest move to there. It is coming from Fox, which is crazy. That was a whole situation where everybody's thinking, well, 911 is going to stay on Fox with, with its uh, spinoff, and then it didn't. And then ABC is picking it, picking it up. Maybe that's going to move in place of uh, Station 19 in the fall. Uh, the Golden Bachelor, which already aired, that's, you know, that's. People seem to uh, like that one. Yeah, and they're gonna do a wedding uh, of it, a live wedding. <laughs> I hope there's calamity that is involved because even though we know these people are old enough to know better, I don't know. That's just my opinion in soapbox. But Fox, uh, moving on to Fox, they were number three in overall viewers, average viewers, four point four five million viewers. But they won the coveted crown in eighteen forty nine with a one point oh. They went more the unscripted show route. They got lucky. I will say it. They got lucky that the Super Bowl came on uh, last year, and they get even luckier. They get to host it in the uh, 24-25 season as well. They turned to Gordon Ramsay as, Brad would say, their bell cow. What show isn't Gordon Ramsay's that's on there? Uh, even bringing back Kitchen Nightmares and adding another show, The Next Big Food Star. Something, uh, interestingly, that I saw, and I don't know if this surprised you, John Walsh is back hosting America's Most Wanted. I mean, all we're missing is cops on, and just put that on. Really, Saturday night, you've been saved. You would, you couldn't go wrong on Saturday nights. You win Saturday nights by a mile. But um, interestingly enough, this doesn't affect this season, but will affect the fall of 2024. WWE SmackDown is leaving Fox. And moving to USA, which is interesting. There's a whole issue. Well, not issue. There's a whole thing going on where they're working on the rights thing. And wouldn't be surprised if, if their big show, Monday Night Raw, ends up moving to a network that's not Fox. The interesting thing that we all know, most of their shows, the Sunday Night Block, are owned by Disney. They just sort of allow them to be benevolent overlords and just allow them to keep airing their show, probably paying them a fee. Some of the renewals, uh, interesting. 911 Lone Star. When you would think both 911s would have gotten renewed, but their Sunday Night Block, which is their big one, the only sitcom that got renewed, Animal Control, starring Joel McHale, that is moving to Wednesdays, and they're moving Family Guy with it. Which Family Guy hasn't been on a weeknight since I was in college, and that was 2001, and that's what got it canceled before. A bunch of new animated shows, Crapopolis by uh, by Dan Harmon. Uh, Grimsburg is another show that hasn't aired yet, and they both are renewed for season two. But with animated shows, you've got to jump ahead on that because the cycle is going to take forever. Accused, uh, that is renewed for a second season. The Cleaning Lady got a third season. Alert Missing Persons, that was renewed for a second season. I believe that aired in the fall for them. I, I'm, I'm not fully sure because I really there wasn't really much to watch on Fox beforehand. The Cancellations of Interest. Monarch, which they hyped up during the Super Bowl, and it barely got a half. It made it through the half season, just like just like the Big Leap, and got canceled as they saw the ratings dwindle. Call Me Cat, that was my Alex vehicle. Just the quality of the show went down once Leslie Jordan died, and 
yeah, it was disappointing. The Resident it ended its run. Uh, welcome to Flash. Again, we said that it was the lowest rated show on all television last year. Had a 0.0. 0.0, but I guess it did well in streaming. Not well enough now. Fantasy Island, the remake with uh, Rosalind Sanchez, that, that was gone. And, of course, 911. New shows this season. We've already mentioned Crapopolis. Uh, which is currently on and got a season. Grimsburg animated that has not aired yet, but that will be renewed. Uh, Accuse, of course, got a renewal. Doc is a show that has yet to air that is a drama show, and that is Zachary Kinto. And there is an animated show by the guys from Bleacher Report called Universal Basic Guys slash the Hoagie Brothers. They might just use that for summer filler, just like Housebroken. And Rescue High Surf, that is a drama yet to air. What are you, What say you on Fox? It's par for the course. As far as cancellations, um, I am a little surprised, but not so much surprised about Monarch because for the reasons you said, it was heavily hyped. I mean, Susan Sarandon and Trace Atkins are on there. It looked kind of like the country version of Empire, I guess, right? And it just never found its footing because I remember I was kind of curious, almost to the point of watching it, and then they pushed it back. I don't know why, um, just whatever Fox's thinking was, and I just never thought about it again. So it kind of missed its moment there. I also am surprised a little bit that you would break up the 911 series. And, and right, Lone Star is the spinoff, right? Yeah, I believe that's uh, it. Yeah, the spinoff. Yeah. So that that's surprising. I mean, they all have their reasons. I think as we go into our kind of the top tier ones, I guess, they all have their lanes and they just stick with it and they just keep milking it. When we get to CBS, right? I mean, that's they know where the bread is buttered and they're not really going to deviate that much. Uh, so I don't know. Fox, you know, Fox is another always going to be an underdog. They have their own, they have their niche, then they will always have football and baseball and some other stuff to kind of help augment. Um, their television lineups everything else is just gravy i am curious like you said about family guy moving off and back into a weekday slot so that's that's something to just keep an eye on especially now that seth mcfarlane is over at nbc uh he has a contract with nbc universal so don't be surprised with uh, american dad already shoved off cleveland show already dead that you know the joke is He's probably been wanting Family Guy to be killed off for years, and he might get his wish. He really might get his wish. Speaking of NBC, they were second in average viewers, 5.27 million viewers, second in the demographic, 1849, with a 0.9. They were first last season. Interestingly enough, they did all this without the Super Bowl and without the Olympics, but the, the Summer Olympics are coming in Paris in July. So that could help them with the demographics in 1849 plus Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football was the most watched and highest rated show. And with the NBA coming up, the NBA contract coming up, not knowing where that could go, whether that could go to NBC, it could go to Fox, it could go to CBS. And that's something something else I'll talk about a little bit later down the road that I heard at at the end, involving the potential environment and the landscape of television. Dick Wolf basically runs that network. One of two networks he basically runs. He's He has the Law & Order block on, was it Thursdays? Or Tuesdays? So, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. And then the One Chicago block on Wednesdays. Top New Comedy. Surprising. I had to look through all the numbers to find it. Top New Comedy was the revival of Night Court. The critics love it. 
The fans, not so much when you look at the Rotten Tomatoes views, but the critics love it. And again, there's so much you can only do with with really one stalwart in the cast and no Harry Anderson, no Marky Post, no Charles Robinson, no Richard Mall. the cameo by Marsha Warfield. It'll be interesting to see what kind of justice they'll do for Night Court, especially that they ordered a pilot sight unseen and pushed it back for a while. Recast it, it a little bit. They recast yeah. some people. Yep. Yeah, recasted from the pilot, recasted this season, and, and it's interesting. The renewals of interest, of course, Night Court getting a second season. The one Chicago block, there's no doubt about that, even though I could have swore one of the shows I could have swore it might be running its course, I believe, but maybe I get that confused with Station 19. The Law and Orders, of course. Lopez versus Lopez, I have never watched it. Uh, it got a second season. It was on that Friday night block. Quantum Leap. Got a second season. That's in the process now. They were able to shoot some and get some shows in the can before the uh, before the writer strike. The Irrational. I'm. I do not know who's in the Irrational. I know Found isn't that a Mark Paul Gosseler as well uh, in another show. He's playing sort of a I don't know if serial killer or something like that. But I know he's in there because there was a uh, I saw a clip of him. Uh, who knows? I could be wrong. Could be in the Irrational, but. Uh, though both freshman dramas that started in the fall, they've got the renewals. The cancellations of interest, and this hurts my heart the most. Three sitcoms that I watched. Two of the three I laughed heartily on. Grand Crew. I don't know if you've ever seen that yet, but I recommend you still, you got to watch it, even the two seasons. I didn't see it. Um, I think Keith's a fan. I think Keith is a fan of that one. And I think the second to the next one you're going to mention after Young Rock. No disrespect yeah. to Young Rock. I don't think Keith had seen it. I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't remember him raving about Young Rock. Yeah, American Auto. American Auto. I was thoroughly surprised. Again, maybe that's the result of the actor strike. Uh, American Auto. I thought that was a hilariously funny show, especially Justin Spitzer directed. So you know, it's a, of the ilk of partially The Office, a little less of The Office more like Superstore, and I was hoping that it would get a, a long run because, or even five seasons. Young Rock, uh, yeah, I was disappointed. I was hoping they would get a little more into the Rock's wrestling career so I can look back and remember those matches that you seen a lot of that stuff to my memory. You know, things happen. Sure, they 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 hyped up some of the, the different wrestler appearances and things like that. There There's a lot more Randy Savage and Iron Sheik and Ric Flair than really who were there in Hawaii during that time. But, you know, but it was cool saying, hey, I, I remember those guys growing up in wrestling, uh, which probably puts us uh, either in the Gen X or Millennial category. Uh, Magnum P.I., of course, which we mentioned. The new shows this fall. Uh, this spring, I guess. Extended family sitcom that's John Cryer, Abigail Spencer, and a weird move to comedy after seeing her in shows like Timeless. Uh, Donald Faison, of course, always a favorite. I watched the pilot episode, was not impressed. They might be shuffling the, check, the, the chairs again. Uh, Dr. Wolf is a drama, don't know much about it. Another comedy coming, St. Dennis. Is it Medical. about a wolf? <laughs> it would if he was a wolf as a doctor. I might watch it if it was about a wolf. Yes, and as long as it's not emo like Teen Wolf, I'd be in for St. Dennis Medical. That is a star-studded cast. I know uh Wendy Wendy uh McClendon Covey is in there from the Goldbergs, and there are a few other cast members. I believe 
I don't know why I want to say Rachel Dratch. I don't think so, but there's a few other people in that cast that could be very interesting. Of course, mentioned the Irrational and Found. Did we figure out Mark Paul Gossler was in Mark Found? Mark Paul Gossler is in Found, yes. Found, it's okay, just, that's the one. It, it looks like it's kind of, it looks like, remember that CBS show from early 2000s without a trace? It's like missing, it's, yeah, it's yeah. about missing people. Uh, yep. Now, now, interestingly enough, uh, and now speaking of CBS, they are number one in average million viewers. Interestingly, if I didn't say this, all the ratings dropped for each network from last year, and that's even with the full array of shows. CBS was over six million viewers average at one point, and there's significant drops. They averaged 5.96 million viewers, which is the 15th consecutive season with leading viewership. That is tied. For the record, they set 53 years, 54 years ago, from 1955 to 1970. They were the juggernaut then, and you know before NBC and ABC got with it and the rural purge, and that's a whole different story within itself. Uh, they were third in the 1849 demos with a 0.7 rating, but we all know that CBS skews majorly old, always have been. Is basically that skit from uh, In Living Color, Old Train, uh, just talking about how. They didn't catch up with the times and how they basically are skewing super old, and that happens. But, hey, they got the money. The older viewers got the money. They led without the Super Bowl or the Olympics. I believe the NCAA tournament was a bit of a dud. I'm trying to think about the finals. Uh, but this could probably put them in number one. They're going to have the Super Bowl, so that's probably going to give them the 18. They'll probably lead both the 18 to 49 and the overall average viewership. The, the teams that are involved in the Super Bowl could also push those numbers up extremely well. No new comedies added for the fall. They are getting out of the Chuck Lorre business. Uh, both shows are going away, as we mentioned, Bob Hart's Abishola and Young Sheldon. No surprise here. Top drama and most watched show, NCIS. Top comedy, Young Sheldon. And top new drama, Fire Country. And the show didn't look appealing to me, but that's just my opinion and you know, I watched um, SEAL Team, which is a CBS show that eventually moved over to Paramount Plus. And, you know, he was a big part of SEAL Team. So I think maybe those folks migrated over to Fire Country. But it's CBS, man. It's comfort food. Just put it out there and they'll watch it. So uh, the renewals of interest. All the FBI's. Another Dick Wolf show. Another Dick Wolf series, as we mentioned. All three of them. Um, the NCIS's, both of them, you know. There's more of them, right? No, there's three. Yeah, then Hawaii. There's Hawaii original recipe. There's one in Sydney now. There's Sydney one in Australia. Now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very interesting to see. Uh, they're going with Sydney, so now they just switched out LA and 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 moved to Sydney, and yep. but LL Cool J just moved to Hawaii. So this called Hawaii Five NCS Hawaii Five O. That's it. They crossed um, over. Yeah. Uh, Blue Bloods 14th and final season. Tom Selleck has been a stalwart. What's yeah, Magnum P.I. was on CBS, so he's mm-hmm. had probably 20 some odd years of shows uh, on CBS. SWAT, <laughs> oh, you gotta love SWAT. Boy. SWAT. Well, it got, got canceled, people got, people got upset, and they said, Okay, we'll give you a short season. That's fine. So, we're Brooklyn, we're gonna call it Brooklyn. It got Brooklyn bridged, it got yeah. canceled, renewed, canceled, renewed, and this time it's gonna get to go out. Uh, for the seventh and final season, it's the, the it's the power of Shamar Moore one last time. Yeah, there's another okay. guy. You talk about you talk about 
Tom Selleck being a company guy. Shamar Moore has been a company guy between SWAT and Criminal Minds and everything like that. Um, he's Young of the Restless. C- yeah, he's been on CBS for like 30 years. Uh, the Neighborhood. Uh, that got a sixth season. I said as long as Cedric it's the It's been on six years? Yeah. It actually, the show, do you remember the show that it was paired with initially? Mm-hmm. The other sitcom was paired with before CBS started basically cutting all their sitcoms down. They went from four to two. Uh, it was paired with a show called Happy Together. Uh, it was Damon Wayans Jr. and uh, Amber Stevens West. It was a show that was directed, executive produced by Harry Styles. So oh, nice. And that that did not make it uh, past the first season, but the neighborhood did. That's interestingly enough going. And as long as Cedric the Entertainer wants to keep doing the show and CBS wants to do it, that could happen. Uh, so help me, Todd uh, got a renewal on Fire Country, of course. They were the only freshman renewals. And, of course, we mentioned Bob Hart's Abishola, fifth and final season. CSI Vegas, third season, especially now they switched up with Mark Helgenberger now. Uh, they went from William Pearson to Mark Helgenberger. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they eventually we might get Lawrence Fishburne or Ted Danson, you know, or Gary Sinise. So <laughs> I think, well, spoiler alert for CSI. I think Lawrence Fishburne's killed. I think Lawrence Fishburne killed somebody. Maybe. Uh, so, I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Believe me, they'll find ways. Uh, yeah. Um, and Ghost, of course, third season. I don't know if Keith's seen that. Show. But I, yes, Ghost is hilarious, but I don't know if Keith's seen that. I kept telling him, you got to see it. I Believe me, I like Grand Crew. I like Ghost. Yeah, I I like some of those shows. And, you know, it, I'm glad. I didn't realize it was, a, it was a British show first, right? I think. Or there's a British, yeah, British version show. of it. Yeah. It, it came out, I think, 2019. Yeah. So they have episodes. And, of course the funny thing with the American style television where they want more shows, they're basically burning. They've already burned through basically the first two seasons of the UK ghost, uh, what the plot is for the British, uh, for the American ghost, which might make you a little. And I mean, I think I have a spoiler who might've been the person who, who got, uh, as they call it sucked up, uh, and, and ghosts, but I'll, I'll leave that to myself. Cancellations of interest, East New York. That was one of those situations where it was not owned. And they 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 fought with Warner Brothers, and they just walked away. NCIS Los Angeles ended. I know I forgot the Equalizer renewal, but they got three or four seasons, so they're going to be fine. And again, I've just mentioned them. True Lies, another movie uh, adapt- adaptation that failed. We, of course, we mentioned new shows coming to Springs. NCIS Sydney, uh, Elspeth, another spinoff of The Good Wife, The Good Life, uh, The Good Fight. Um, Matlock uh, with Kathy Bates, which isn't reimagining, which isn't reimagining, but she mentions Ben Matlock or the TV show. So it's in a universe where the show exists and it just happens. She has the same last name. A tracker, uh, that is Justin Hartley, post This Is Us, and that's debuting the night of the Super Bowl. So I'm going to pull out the big guns on that and see if that works. What say you about CBS? Just keep on trucking, and I don't see how they can never be toppled, honestly. They they are, like I mentioned before, they are comfort food. They are the king of, let me just watch a couple episodes of, you know, FBI, right? The mark of a show that just keeps on going is that, like, when I'm on the gym, when I'm at the gym, 
and I'm on the treadmill and I don't have the sound on and I can understand. And I just, it's, it's enough to keep me entertained while I'm on the treadmill. And then when I leave, I don't ever think about it again. And that's fine. I never like, wow, what happened after so-and-so or like, like, like what happened to Sophia Bush's character? And well, actually that's a, that's a different network. That's what they're good at. That's what, you know, there's a, also too, it probably pays off that they are skewing older because the older folks are the ones that are more loyal to watching it on the network rather than, I think even like our generation or in younger, some of these people are just like, I'll just wait till the whole season's done. I can binge the whole season instead of like watching it week to week. They found the formula and they're going to stick with it. And why not? Because they keep ending up number one. So why mess with success? Plus, you have those Yellowstone episodes. That's going to push you over the top. Yellowstone is basically Dallas on steroids. That's the only way to describe it. I've never watched an episode of Yellowstone. I've watched an episode. I've watched episodes of Dallas. But I can only imagine that the Yellowstone is, is Dallas on steroids. And the teasing, putting the Frasier episodes on CBS at one point also drew some eyes. So content is king. And if another, we assume in another three years if something like this happens, that may be the strategy. Um, are there any particular new shows that you're looking forward to this fall? No. <laughs> it's, it's I don't watch really a lot of, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a little dry. And there's, there isn't a lot of shows where like, I'm going to be there day one. It's going to be more like, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let it, those shows do the things. And it won't be until there's some critical buzz or more avid TV watchers like you or Keith start recommending it. And then I would consider it. But right now, I just looking at the lineup, it doesn't really spark any of my interest. And I think this is the divide. And that's why we're losing people. And some of the more interesting shows, or at least the ones that we feel are more interesting, are just streamers now. They're not hitting network TV. Yeah, no, there is nothing. I tried, like I said, I tried to send a family. Unimpressed. Uh, I do want to see that game show, The Floor, with uh, Rob Lowe. That might be the only new show I want to see because, you know, I'm a big game show fan. So that's a uh, that's probably the only thing I want to see. I, I, You know, as I, as I flip through YouTube, you know, I get little clips and snippets of Extended Family. It doesn't look funny to me at all. I mean... I don't know. And I respect to all, everybody involved. Like John Cryer has been around for a long time and Donald Faison we love. And it just doesn't look funny to me. I, I don't know. We tried. And, you know, the, the irony, there's old, no, there's old website. I guess they're still around because especially they, 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 they you know, TV hell, TV hell. Uh, their, their gripe was why is every show set in New York? This isn't, it's set in Boston. So it's, you know, Grant Frazier. Boss yeah. is coming to make a comeback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. As long as the Bruins, Red Sox, Celtics, and uh, Patriots don't win again, I can live with that. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention before we wrap this up that's coming on the horizon, and they could have a huge impact down the road, maybe definitely not this part of the year, maybe late part of the year, early part of next year. There has been discussions of Warner Bros. Discovery and Paramount merging. That could be a huge, huge impact on certain shows. I mean, one that well, that's more. It might help more so for streaming because Paramount Plus is very, 
glitchy and Max, yeah. But the the thing is, that will solve a lot of issues with Chuck Lorre with the Chuck Lorre shows and other shows that that didn't get the thing. But the problem is. Well, I mean, really, they don't have a network anymore. It's the same pairing that they did with the with the CW and UPN. I mean, Warner Brothers Network and UPN merging together because CB, well, Viacom had a huge stake in that. That could be huge. Wondering what content wise could happen. You know, depending if David Zasloff is still in that role eventually. For all we know, the Paramount could just buy Warner Brothers and just spin off the Discovery Park. But. Uh, that revelation to me was something huge. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. I mean, the con- there's there will always be content wars, and it is a little disturbing that we seem to be seeing all these mergers. And you mentioned before how some of these shows, like HBO, has been pretty ruthless. I'm sorry, Max has been pretty ruthless about cutting stuff. Um, they, I mean, they all have on the streaming services, so. I don't know how it's going to play out, to be honest. Probably not good for TV, though. Uh, at least not for network TV, I think. Or it's going to change the landscape in some way. But a way I don't think is positive. If you said this 40 years ago, it been equivalent of, again, like Ted Turner buying, trying to buy CBS or the hostile takeover. Or they basically hostily tried to do a hostile takeover on CBS. And then, of course, you start getting the deregulation era where the basically the Reagan era, they deregulated everything. And then all of a sudden you start seeing GE buy NBC again. And then you start seeing CBS and Viacom merge in the early 90s. Then you see Capital City selling uh, ABC to Disney, who was already a partial owner. And those things started happening. And then Fox spinning everything all. I mean, Fox was a maverick back then. And those two other networks, UPN and WB, tried to do that. Same strategy as Fox, but brand recognition, they had no footing like Fox did. And we saw the end of what happened. They had to merge. And now you know, there's nothing left of those networks. Anything else you want to add? I know we've uh, we've had a good time talking about these shows and all the content and uh, interesting shows. Um, anything else you'd like to add? No, I just feel like if you like a show, though, watch the show. Try to, you know, keep establishing buzz for it. You know, fight for your shows. And hopefully they'll find a home. You know, give uh, give another TV show a chance before they get unceremoniously dumped. We know this happened 40 years ago. Shows that were juggernauts like Hill Street Blues or Cheers would not have received a second chance. Rarely do you see shows go up in the ratings anymore. Maybe This Is Us was probably like the last show that probably had one. I think it's probably one of the last few shows that are over one, which is sad because back then you would say, man, the show's getting a three. That's struggling. One. Oh my God. That's, that's, you know, but a show like this is us. That was getting a one all the way to the end through six years. That's a surprise. And I don't think we're going to ever see a show like that. Get a one. Maybe, maybe NCIS and even NCIS was hitting 0.7, 0.8, 0.9. Cause that's the new normal. Do you want to do the outro? <laughs> We're Movies in the Meal. We're a podcast. We publish twice a week. Our movie episode is usually on Sunday evening or Monday if you want to check it out. If you check by Monday, it'll be posted. And then we usually do a smaller mini TV talk episode, which I'm sure we'll use this for uh, one this week. And that's usually my colleague, Keith, who will kind of 
try to put people on new TV shows. So, you know, if you're interested or you want something new to watch, uh, it would be good. But you can always reach us at moviesnameoog at gmail.com or at Movies on a Meal on Twitter or X or whatever the heck you want to call it. And if you're just looking for the podcast in general, um, basically we're on any platform podcast are, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And uh, yeah, just check us out. Yeah, you guys do great stuff. I'm glad that you guys keep rolling. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with the Sports Refuge, but that's where they are. We are no longer having a website, but we are, of course, found on anywhere that a podcast uh, can be heard. Podbean, Spotify. Weird, for some reason, I thought Stitcher got a bit of a reprieve again, but I don't know. I know Google Podcast is going to. They're going They're going to be evaporated and, uh, as they call it, yeeted out of existence. So anywhere a podcast is, yeah. you know, maybe it'll be like Dave Chappelle and that season of Chappelle show. Like you just look on Animal Planet, and you might <laughs> you might hear us there. But my hope is to make a comeback, put more episodes out. Uh, maybe change, go away from the sports thing. But I don't know. This is, you know, I like TV. I like pop culture. I may do one more round of the sports refuge and then put it to bed and maybe try something a little different. Well, you're all, one, you're always the pod father. You're welcome to be on the podcast anytime. And, you know, we'll we'll make room for you if you want your own. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'll be out there and somewhere in the stars. Just look at just look for us. But again, for Ben Penserga, I am Earl Holland. This is a crossover episode between the Sports Refuge and Movies in a Meal. And hopefully when you guys listen to this, you're going to hear that cool outro on Movies in a Meal. Again, I'm Earl Holland saying thank you guys. Really appreciate it. We'll be back sometime soon.